It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Marks of Race, we're back. One hour from now is the franchise tag deadline. It's a special show today as Elliot Short Parks joins us live in studio for the next hour. What's up, ESP? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Hey, ESP. Welcome back. It's good to be back. It feels like this is the beginning of the offseason. You know, like the Super Bowl hangover is over, back to normal offseason Is, it, is stuff. it over? Well, for some people. <laughs> it lasted until, a little long bring, for others. But. Yeah. Until we bring up one incident from the Super Bowl, and yeah. then we'll be right until back. Until we bring up on. the field. But. Yeah, well, the sod father blamed the NFL, so we don't Did worry he? about that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's passed. In the buck, no one's taking accountability. Glad we can. Oh, the sod father, who's how old, Jack? Ninety-four. He's using the F word, talking about the NFL and they overwatered it and all this oh, other he's stuff. Still feisty. Yeah, he's I can't it. believe the field is still being talked about. <laughs> I remember being there the night of the game, and afterwards there was like a little talk of it. And then by the time I get back to Philly, it's like you know, a yeah. full investigation. Of what's going on? You're damn right. Yeah, Jack wants to put the damn sod father on trial. Yeah, well, he, we he, tried. It's about damn time. He wouldn't return our calls. Well, can you imagine if he came on and said, yeah, it impacted the Eagles more? <laughs> oh, God. The game would be under protest. That's the white whale, Elliot. Yeah. If we could get him to say that, even if he doesn't know what he's saying, if he just said it. <laughs> yeah, if he just said it, that'd be good. Um, all right, so so less than an hour now, franchise tag. The only name that's been mentioned is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I will say that from the start, you said there's no way that the Eagles are tagging any players. They very rarely do. So I'll ask you, do you yeah. believe that they tag Gardner Johnson. No, I don't think I don't think in the they're final going hour. To. And honestly, I don't think it was probably even ever in consideration. They're they're never going to tag a player. I would be stunned, right? You never want to say, I guess, never because things could change. Sure. But it's just the franchise tag is for loser franchises. If you don't know how to manage your cap, you have to use the franchise tag. Look at the Giants. The Giants today are debating if they're going to franchise Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. Tough that, choices. Yeah, well, that tells me all I need to know about not worrying I, about them next I year. I agree with season, you. Right? Yeah. The Cowboys have used the franchise tag six years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Tony po- the right? franchise Tony Pollard. The Eagles, broken leg. the Eagles never even consider it because they know how to manage their cap. They know how to lock the guys up they want. This offseason, I think, is a bit of a different circumstance because of the Jalen thing, right? That's that's part of it in terms of planning. Mm-hmm. 
But no well-run franchise plays with their players on the franchise tag. And the Eagles are a well-run franchise. Unless I are Matt Patricia, then I'll feel different. All right, the so, Cowboys really use it six years ago. I saw that, yeah. Six, they used it on their backup <laughs> running back Yeah, today. they did. Well, it tells you Zeke's not going to be with right. the team. I mean, who knows? Maybe no, he will be. I think he be, is still yeah. going to be with the team. It, it may cost him more not to get much, rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be at a discount. <laughs> He's going to come back at $3 million or something yeah. like that. Yeah. All right, so you don't think franchise tag. So, and we'll get to the, the coaching stuff in a second. But um, but so where, where do you think that puts the Eagles as far as, as signing Chauncey Gardner-Johnson in free agency mm-hmm. uh, once it starts? Do you think that it's a matter of what the market is? Are they eyeing bringing him back? Is he a priority? Where do you think they are with him? So the Eagles currently have around six, six or $7 million in salary cap space. Um, so they're going to have to create space to make any of these guys, right? Darius Slay makes $17 million base salary. Lane Johnson's at about $14 million. I don't think they have anybody else that they could restructure to create space. So the Eagles are going to have to decide who do we want to create space for, right? They're going to have to be really careful with who they hand big money to. So you look at the, the free agents that are out there. Javon Hargrave, Isaac Sayamalu, uh, James Bradbury, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Then obviously there's the Epps and you know TJ Edwards, but those guys aren't going to have a huge impact on the cap. So of those four guys... I think the guy they would want back the most out of all of them is Javon Hargrave. He plays the most important position of the four. He's probably the best player of the four. He it fills a position in need. I think there's this perception out there that when you look at the cornerback, it's like, well, they have to get a cornerback in number 10 because they're going to lose Bradbury. They're losing their best four defensive tackles, potentially, or at least they're all free agents, right? So defensive tackle is a massive uh, position for them. So when I look at their their free agents, I don't think that Chauncey is at the top of their has-to-get-signed list. He's a really nice player. But should he be? I don't think he should be either. Of those four, he would be my number four. If I had to rank the four free agents, I would go – I would probably go Sayamalu, Hargrave, Bradbury, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson would be my four. Sayamalu. Sayamalu would be number one for me, yeah. Because if I think about next year and how they're going to win, it's going to have to be with offense. And if you lose Sayamalu and potentially Kelsey, I think Kelsey will be back. But they're not winning anything without a good offensive line. We can talk about Jurgens and Driscoll and all these things. We don't know if they'll be good. Those are question marks. I don't want to go into the year with a question mark on the most important unit on the team, arguably, outside a quarterback. Uh-huh. So as important as Hargrave is, as important as you know Bradbury and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is, the defense is going to be what it is next year, which is probably a unit in transition, new coordinator, new players. You're not going to win games with your defense next year. You can win games with your offense. They can be good enough. So for me, Sayamala would be my top priority. Fair argument. Nice age range. Um, I know he's on his second deal, but he's still a guard, so he's still really in the prime of his career yeah. right now. So I wouldn't put up too much of a pushback. Too expensive. As far as sale model goes. Well, I mean, listen, um, you pay Brandon Brooks pretty good money to be a right guard. Mm-hmm. You're going to pay Landon Dickerson. So it's not like they don't put money or value in the position. Well, they, they, they may say he's not as good as those players. Right. Well, they they, they, play, to your they point, certainly put value in the position. They will pay a good offensive line. Yes. Right? Agreed. And, yes. and to, to your point about, about Dickerson, if let's say Kelsey retires, I don't think he will, but let's say he does. Are you going to go into next year with Landon Dickerson, Cam Jurgens, and uh, Jack Driscoll as the three guys in front of Jalen Hurts? Like, that is a lot of inexperience. It's a lot of injury-prone players. Dickerson, it feels like, leaves every single game. This season is going to collapse one way, and if that's it, the offense isn't good. And the number one way to collapse a good offense is to allow pressure up the middle. So when I look at the middle of their line, 
I think losing Sayamalu is a very underrated loss if they were to lose him. Fair, I mean, fair argument. Fair, point. fair argument, but you talk about good organizations. If good organizations have to play every offensive lineman, free agent type money to bring him back, like you need to do better than that. They need to have somebody. Like the whole reason why you dr- you have draft picks is for guys like that to slide in. So I, I would you pay I would disagree with that though. I think good organizations do pay offensive linemen because it's the most important position. They drafted Sayamalu, they drafted Dickerson, they drafted Kelsey. They didn't sign these guys in free agency. They're just great they drafted players. Their now. whole line, they, I, their whole line. Yeah, I, the backups too. I Driscoll, rather, Jergens. I, I would rather spend money elsewhere than than having like eighty percent of the offensive line. Where I mean, you don't have to draft or sign a guy that sucks. You can also get a guy that comes in and can play. Yeah, but 80% of a good offensive line is a bad offensive line. Like, if you have a weak link on your offensive line, they will expose Sure, it. if There's you're a- signing a bad player... Well, we don't know if Jergens is good. We don't know if Driscoll can start for it. That's the point I'm making is we all know this team's winning with offense next year. No one here is going to – I mean, Gannon's gone. They're not winning with defense anymore, right? <laughs> so when you look so, so when you look at uh, that the offense, they're going to have to be good, and that's going to have to start with the line. All right. Um, you, you mentioned Jason Kelsey. What's he waiting for? I guess to make his decision. Okay, well, when's I, yeah. that going to be? <laughs> Whenever he's ready. Oh, would you stop? It's the reality of the situation. I know it is. Yeah, Jason I'm Kelsey. By it. Jason Kelsey has earned the right to That's wait right. until he, he's important oh, enough. That's right. right. I agree with your premise of you can't just let you, like there has to Come be decisions on. made. But not all players are equal. Jason Kelsey. Exactly. Jason Kelsey might be. I know he's the most podcast. important player on the. Play. No, it's not. It's about the fact that this <laughs> season. This week, the Blue Meanie texted me. By the way. Yeah, oh, the that podcast. Episode. The, the, the inside episode. info. Yep. Yes. All right. Yeah. Well, then maybe that's when we'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> they, see, they're setting it up. This is this is a this is fake. This I, is like cheaters. I thought he might do it on Saturday Night Live when he was there last week, but I could see it. Yeah. My guess is Kelsey's back. I but agree. They stole the show from Travis. So that's he, a good point. Yeah. No, well, Travis stole a ring from him, so ah. I guess it can equal back not, and forth. Not that my guess is Kelsey's back. I'd be shocked if he wasn't back, and I'd be shocked if the Eagles didn't wait for him to make his decision. My, my right. guess is the Eagles have a pretty good idea of what's going Agreed. to happen. Agreed. All right, we agree with that. Yeah. Um, 215-592-9494, if you want to get in with anything free agency. 215-592-9494. What's up with the coaching stuff? What's up with the Nard Wilson? Marcus Hayes has the story that said there could be mutiny yeah. on the Eagles. Why, why do you think he's not back? Well, because he's not I, – I think Denard Wilson isn't back for, for a couple reasons. One, because he's not the defensive coordinator. And so, really, then it comes down to, and props to Marcus Hayes for, for this reporting, if they did fire him, with the, which is essentially to paraphrase, I feel like, what the article was saying, they, they fired him. M- my guess is because they don't think it'll be good chemistry in the coaching room to have the guy that they were going to give the job to and then didn't get the job. That's the only reason I can think. And the players were openly players really about wanted him coming yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, you know. Tons of players, Slay, you know, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Hargrave, like a lot, even non-secondary people have been vocal about that they think Denard Wilson should have got the job. So I think from the Eagles' perspective, and, and I'll say this about Sirianni, you know, we've talked a lot about him over the last two years about how he manages the staff. Can he be the bad guy if he needs to be the bad guy? Is he too friendly with these guys? If he made the decision to fire Denard Wilson, I think that is a sign that, you know, he's – He's able to make the hard decisions when he has to. It doesn't mean it's the right one, but firing Denard Wilson was probably Wasn't not easy. easy for Nick to do, right? He's done a great job here. I think he should still be here. He, first of all, he didn't pick Denard over him or, you know, him and Howie, however, that worked out. But so I do think moving on from Denard as the, as the evolution of Nick as a coach is a good sign, but it's a big loss. Like Denard Wilson was a really good uh, defensive back. Ravens coach. scooped him up right away. They have the number one, they had the number one pass defense in the NFL last year. So, yeah, I mean, the, the coaching situation, it, it, it's, a, it's a big question on defense going into next year. 
Um, so something on Slay as, a re, re, as in re, with the whole coaching thing, right? So then Matt Patricia's name comes up as like this rumor that you never thought was coming, coming in and be a linebacker coach. Do you think that, that this is setting up Slay wants an extension? He's not getting it. He wanted Denard Wilson as the defensive coordinator. That didn't happen. He got fired. And now there's rumors of Matt Patricia, a guy that he's openly campaigned against yeah. and doesn't per- – like he said he doesn't respect him. He's coming in as a linebacker coach, albeit not his coordinator or anything like that. Do you think that, that they could possibly walk walk away from Slay and that brings Bradbury back? So the Slay thing is interesting because, you know, I, I said a few minutes ago, he makes a $17 million base salary. So that's a way you can open up space, right? But But to the Matt Patricia thing. Hiring Matt Patricia would be the worst decision I have seen this franchise make in a really long time. I think it would be such a red flag if they brought this guy into the building. I think it would be a mistake. I think he would be a disaster when he got here. And it would really make me question like what they're looking for in coaches. That You're going to bring in somebody. Nick's number one thing all the time, connectivity. Like, like the, best, the best way to play is loving each other, all this stuff, right? When he got fired by the Lions, the whole team basically took to social media to say they yep. were thrilled. He was a disaster at New England. Now, granted, on the offensive side of the ball, which is not his strength, but he didn't get along with Mac Jones, and that whole thing seemed to be a disaster. To bring in a coach that has had issues at the last two places he's been into that building, I think would be, I'd be floored if they did it because I think better of them than doing that. But if they do it, I think it's like a catastrophic mistake. You completely overreacted. I, I don't think I, I am. Do I, I don't think I am. Well, what is he going to do? It's not about his job. It's about the fact that you're bringing somebody into the building that has had issues with players wherever he goes. I agree that it's not the coordinator. It's not the head coach. That doesn't change the fact he's in all the meetings. He's in the meetings with the players. He's interacting with them out on the field. And if Slay is back, which if, I know we can speculate he's not back, but if Slay, if, if Slay is back and Patricia is there, this is asking for disaster. Slay's already shown he'll point fingers. He's already well, shown. Then, then Slay is an issue. Well, that's a different discussion, but I'm but, saying. <laughs> no, but, but. What are you talking about? Either you got good guys in your locker room or you don't. And this is a linebacker coach, right? He is in control of the defense. He doesn't coach the DBs. He doesn't coach the defensive linemen. This is a new regime of players. This isn't Loserville, Detroit, where Slay came from in Loserville, Detroit, before Matt Patricia got there, by the way. It's always been Loserville, Detroit. So, no, let's not act like Detroit has had some sort of a winning culture established there. No, but 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 what I'm saying is they brought him in from a winning culture to try to change a losing culture. They didn't bring him in, and he all of a sudden turned Detroit into a losing culture. All I'm saying is, and I'm not even a Matt Patricia fan, what I'm doing is showing faith and people you seem to have a ton of faith I in. I do have a ton of faith Hold in. on, except for when they want to hire somebody you don't agree with. Then you don't have the faith in them. So all the faith in Nick Sirianni, all this faith in this defensive coordinator that they just hired in front of Denard Wilson that nobody seems to have a problem with, although he's only been on a coordinator on one team in 2021 in another loserville in Chicago. But nobody has a problem with him being here as the D.C. And if he wants to hire Matt Patricia as his coach, then maybe he's an issue. Or maybe Nick Sirianni doesn't know what he's doing. But instead, we want to all look at Matt Patricia. How about the fact that Matt Patricia may come in and acquiesce to this winning culture? 
now that he's been separated from Bill Belichick and the way Belichick does things, maybe he gets to see it a different way. We've seen players come from the Belichick regime and feel differently. Chris Long, LeGarrette Blunt. Like, so just because you've been infected by New England doesn't mean that's exactly what you're going to get when you come in this building. By the way, the Eagles were very high on hiring someone else out of New England's culture before they got the Nick Sirianni, right? We all know who that was, right? Yeah. Okay, so they must feel a certain way about the culture there that they're willing to bring it into their building. So unless we're ready to start questioning the actual people who do the hiring, who's responsible for these people to come in, why can't we just trust the fact that if they want to bring the guy in, okay, maybe he it won't be as bad as it was in some of these other places. So – I agree. If they hire Patricia, my faith in Nick Sirianni and the hiring process will be shaken. So to your point, if they do it, you're right. I have faith in them right now. And Mm -hmm. that's why I don't think they are going to hire him. But if they do, I will absolutely view the organization differently. Now, it doesn't mean I think they're a trash organization. I still think they're a good organization. But bad decisions after bad decisions add up, right? You brought up Sean Desai. I think he'll be a good defense coordinator, I guess, but he's no proven track record. If I was interviewing Sean Desai and he said he wanted Patricia to be his linebackers coach, I would not have hired him, right? Because right. I don't think Patricia – to your now, I see your point about he could come in here and he could change and all those things. I just know that if I'm hiring a coach and, like, the whole thing is, well, he's not going to be interacting with the defensive backs coach or players. I don't want a coach on the staff that I have to worry about being on different parts no, of the No, no, that's only if the whole Slay thing is an issue. That's, that's, my only, that's the only reason why I say that. If Slay has such an issue with him, then he doesn't necessarily have to coach Slay. And if Slay wants to spread rumors or talk negatively about a coach on the staff, that's a character question that, that, that involves Darius Slay, not the coach. Because the coach isn't running around talking bad about the player. The player is trying to disrupt the culture. Right, but it's not just Slay. The other it is just no, no, no. Slay. No, no, I'm saying on this team it's Slay. But when he was fired by the Lions, they basically had a party in Instagram comments the players did. I, I so so I the point I'm making that. is to your like, – My it's only not point just is, is what is Slay. it he was doing? Maybe it was his first head coaching job and he, he was power drunk. And he thought he could be Bill Belichick and do the things the way Bill Belichick did them. And then he realized he can't do things that way. That's all I'm saying is that I don't want to sit here and condemn the guy because he made a mistake as a first-time head coach somewhere mm-hmm. trying to replicate what the greatest coach of all time did, by the way. Right. Well, and look. And, and work, but all I'm saying is it worked for him there, and that's why they try to take the whole Patriot way somewhere else, and then they find out it doesn't work. It doesn't work. work. Josh yeah, McDaniels, work. right? Yeah. They almost hired Josh McDaniels. That would have been a mistake. And I can't speak to the personal dynamics in Las Vegas, but they've been bad under him. He's mm-hmm. not been good. And I don't know what happened with him and Derek Carr, but that didn't seem to go overly well. I saw that Matt Patricia last year didn't really get along with Mac Jones. So to the point, I guess what I'm saying is, I get that he has a good resume, and maybe he's a great linebackers coach. It just feels like a lot to look past when we already know an issue next year is going to be, can this team handle the pressure and like the, the baggage that comes with, with the fact that they lost the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. I think the most important thing for this team being good next year is going to be that locker room culture because they're talented on offense. They'll have guys mm-hmm. on defense. What tears team apart after they lose a Super Bowl is the locker room, and I don't need any extra powder kegs in there. So you're right. If, if they hire Patricia and Slay, you know, whatever, that is on Slay and that he shouldn't do that. But I don't even want that possibility, and I'm not picking Patricia over Slay. All right, the uh, franchise tag deadline's coming up at 4 o'clock. Which is also why I would make sure I brought back Brandon Graham and Jason Kelsey. 
Because I, I don't know if I trust the leadership on this team if those two aren't involved. And if they wanted to trade Slay and sign Bradbury and draft somebody, I think there's logic to that too. Right? Sure, sure. But to, I, again, I think you're right. Leadership on this team is going to be crucial next year because they are walking into, and you've been through it, a very, very tough spot. Mm-hmm. Slay's going to be back with a, with a, an extension just to help the cap hit this year going in the because for for me it makes more sense him coming back if you know he's going to be here at least two years this year and next year you think he also there's a chance he comes back just play out the contract and then they could move on from him. So the tough thing with Slay is the 17 million base is a big problem for this team. They need salary cap space. It's a really big base salary. So you have to kind of decide what you're going to do with that. And the one way to do it is to extend him or at least stretch that money into future years. Now, we've talked a lot on this show about, like, dead cap. They have $47 million in dead cap this year on a $220 million cap. That's not a small percentage. Like, Brandon Brooks is on there. Uh, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher. Even if they're not here, those guys are going to be on there. So I think they know how to manage a cap. I think they're good at it. But at a certain point, you have to stop stacking up this dead cap space. So my concern with Slay would be if you're going to stretch him beyond this year, then you're right. You have to keep him. But I'm not really interested in stretching him out with this idea that, yeah, he's only here for another year. It's going to be tough with him because he's coming off of a year where his resume says he's due for a pay raise. Yep. All pro. Yeah. Pro Bowl year. You went to the Super Bowl. They had the number one passing defense. These are things that he's going to bring to the table and say, I want an extension. In other words, he ain't taking a pay cut for nobody at $17 million. So you either pay him $17 million for one year, or you cut him, or oh. you're giving him a new deal. Well, on the other part of this, you talked about leadership and Kelsey and Brandon Graham. Slay was voted a captain last year. Yeah. And they talked openly about how important he was as a leader and the impact he had on that locker room, right? So if you move on from Slay, you know, we'll, we'll, if, if Brandon leaves or if Kelsey does, and I don't think either do, but let's say they both do. We'll mm-hmm. talk on this show about how's that going to impact the locker room. I think there's aspects of that with Slay. I mean, Slay is very popular among the secondary guys. He mm-hmm. voted a captain, like all those things, right? So, and again, to, to bring it back to Patricia, I agree with your point that if they hire Patricia, Slay cannot go on a one-man wrecking crew around the locker room to be like, this is what he did in Detroit. Right. right. I'm right. just saying when the year is already going to be on ice all year, all year it's going to be one loss, oh, my God, what's happening? Two losses, blah, blah, blah. When it's already thin – I don't want anyone in that locker room that already has issues. That's I, the point I, I'm, you know. I, listen, I, it's, um, of your captains not being here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're looking at, if they move on from Slay and, and BG, like those are captains that won't be here next year. That have voices that guys yeah. defer to in the locker room. Like yeah. Slade defers to, I'm sure, sure defers to Brandon and Fletch mm-hmm. being that they've been here. And I remember last year when, when Slade pointed the finger at, at Josiah Scott. I remember Brandon the following week talking about, like, hey, that's not what we not what mm-hmm. we do around here. And, yeah. you know, like, I'm sure there were conversations that happened. And, like, I'm, Slade probably realizes it's something he, he shouldn't do. Shouldn't but, have if, done. Yep. but if Slade's your, if Slade's your, your, your tenured player, who it's keeps, so much, who keeps yeah. him in check? Yeah. yeah. Who's telling him he can't do that? And that's when it's, that's when you start to lose it. Yeah. No, I, I, I 100% agree with that. And that's why this offseason, it's so important to focus on who's going to be in that locker room next year from a culture perspective as well. There's going to be so much talk about the talent on the defense. Mm-hmm. They, they have to get something 
their their culture last year was good. It's not about last year. It's about you can't duplicate that culture. You right. can't just ride last year into next year. This has to be a retool is not evolve. the right word, but things have to change. Sure. They're, they're not going to get to the Super Bowl next year with what they did last year. And so when you look at the free agents who they might bring back, all those things, they have to take into account the personalities that they're bringing mm. into this locker room. Man. For all the crap you take, you make some sense sometimes, Elliot Short. Yeah. Once I finally got a few days rest. So. Yeah, you look refreshed and Well, naked, I thought you yeah. were in Columbus. So right. You thought I was in Columbus? I don't know why. He, he was like, is, is Elliot still in Columbus this morning? Oh, he, yeah. thought he met Indianapolis, Indianapolis and Combine. Yeah. I think Combine and Indianapolis became Columbus. It, it actually did. That's uh, exactly yeah. what happened. No, no, that's no, exactly no. What I mean, that makes sense. No, I started exactly. thinking about the Buckeyes and, you know. <laughs> you're, you're well, he's guys. a Penn State guy now, too. Yep. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are I was there. Yeah, yeah, I was there. Yeah, he was all into it, watching the game. Yeah, it seems show. like someone ditched yeah. the Spartans. Yep. Some people I certainly are saying didn't make that, any money off of him this year. No, no. that's for true. That's no one ever sure. does off him. Some are saying that maybe he wants uh, C.J. Stroud over Jalen in the ah. draft. Ooh, boy. Well, plenty of time. And it's intercepted by Ike Reese. Well, time to talk about quarterbacks. All right. So it appears that we have that. a f- a big franchise tag in the NFL. Yes, we do. The first oh, one. Really? What does it mean? Man, you were really focused. I'm surprised you didn't you didn't see. <laughs> it. Try to stay right. off my phone. Man, good job. He, he basically Gersha. just took over 20 minutes of this segment. Yeah, I've been waiting all day for this. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We're going to give you the details and what it means. And should they pay, put Jason Kelsey on a strict deadline? Say you're you're gone, pal. Signed by midnight or you're out. Kick rocks. Yeah, Beat it's it. It's not how you treat the best player on the take team. Your mom, take the mummers and go. All right. Well, maybe take the mummers and go. Take the mummers <laughs> costume and go. I'm tongue-in-cheek, folks. We'll come back with uh, your phone calls and franchise. I can't wait to talk about this one. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. All right, Marks and Reese, we're back. Elliot Shore Parks. Tuesdays with Elliot in studio as we head up to the franchise tag deadline, which is 4 o'clock. And we have a big fish that's been tagged, gentlemen. Not an eagle, I'm going to guess. Not an eagle. All right. That's a bird. That's a good <laughs> point. Actually, a raven's a bird, too. Lamar Jackson. Ah, I was going to say, yeah, he's a bird, too. Has been tagged? He has been tagged. And he's been tagged with the um, – so there's two different there's two different levels you can tag him. You can give him the exclusive tag, which is he would make $45 million in 2023, or the non-exclusive tag, which is 32.4. They've given him the non-exclusive tag. Which I'm shocked so that means teams can negotiate with Yes. Them? So he, here's my read on it. They're more or less daring somebody to come in and offer Lamar a contract. Yeah. So he can negotiate with teams, and the Ravens have a right to match. If the Ravens don't match, then they would get two first-round draft picks. Yeah, or they're hoping someone signs them and they get those picks. Agreed. That's yeah. what I think they're doing. They're yeah. saying, you know what, if you're going to go out and you're going to sign, if someone's going to give you a big guaranteed contract, we'll say, no, we're not giving it. We'll take the draft picks. If they give a contract that they're like, yeah, we'll just match it. Mm-hmm. then they'll match the contract. So the team's doing their dirty work by negotiating it, and then they yeah. can either get draft picks or, or walk away yeah. or match it. Yeah, they'll get the opportunity to uh, match the deal. Uh, the interesting part will be uh, who's out there willing to give Lamar what he's looking for, which is a guaranteed deal. Which teams out there are desperate enough um, that they don't have any other recourse to get a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, especially one of his caliber mm. at his at his age, and they would be willing to bite the bullet on a fran- on a guaranteed deal. Somebody will be willing to do it. Uh, the Falcons, I would say Miami, potentially the Dolphins. So to me, the team is Washington. Washington, because the key word there is desperate. The Browns yep. were desperate. Yes. That's why they yeah. paid Deshaun Watson all that money. Lamar has to find a team that Desperate. is just going to do anything. Yep. Right? And Jets. 
the Jets, well, the Jets there, yeah, and, 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 and that's Aaron Rodgers thing. And, and that's what? an ownership level thing where the owner is saying, we need one of these guys. Oh, yeah, that's no when doubt. deals get done. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and here's the thing, not to cut you off, Elliot, but that's why this is a good move for Lamar because it basically opens up a mini bidding war mm-hmm. yeah. over him. Who that, if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers – now what are the Jets going to do? By the way, they're all flying out to California to see him. So it seems like it's a foregone conclusion. He's not going back to Green Bay. They want to move on from him. Mm. So now he needs to find a deal out there. And if the Jets, they're on their way out there to woo him with the head coach, the owner, Joe Douglas, they all went out there. Everybody but Zach Wilson went. Yeah. Everybody else went out to California. <laughs> Another you know. desperate team. Too. <laughs> no, no, yeah. And, 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 yeah. But but Jet, yeah. the Jets are a desperate team. 100%. So you find a team that's desperate enough to give Lamar what he wants. Yep. And and you know what? And it's the guaranteed contract. Yeah. You wonder if you, you, you Washington. I think Washington. Cuz if you're team. Baltimore, you do you really want to put him in the AFC? Well, you'd have to match it. It's tough because if you're willing to let him walk, how much do you really believe in him? I, I like don't if, think if he's I don't a franchise they, quarterback and you I I get two first round picks as a good return. But if you think he's someone that not for a franchise quarterback, that's what I mean. If you really think he's a franchise quarterback, then I don't. I you, think you you sign him. Yeah, you sign him. <laughs> you're right. not. You're not. Act, they're not acting like they really want him back, and they couldn't imagine life without Lamar Jackson, right? Because otherwise, yeah. the, the deal would be done, or they would move on. Yes. By now. So now yes. this is an easy, easier way for them to. They're putting it. They're putting the pressure on everybody else. Like, hey, yeah. go sign him. Yeah. Well, but the uh, the the Eagles component to this too is. Jalen's deal is still being worked on, right? And I think that they're not probably going to let too much what other quarterbacks get dictate how that goes. But Jalen will. Well, I was going to say, I mean, <laughs> numbers yeah, are based luck. off other quarterbacks. They're already yeah. in a certain stratosphere. It's not, you know, the Eagles aren't offering 30 and he's asking for 50. Like, right, right. So if Lamar is not signing a deal, like if Lamar had signed today, that would have impacted the Jalen negotiations. Well, how much guarantees did he get? How many sure, years he sets did he get? the market. I just wonder if people are happy or if they were waiting for somebody to set the or Jalen was waiting for somebody to set the market. I'm going to just tell you this. I'm if Lamar gets a guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. Sure, because Jalen's going to get a fully guaranteed well, contract. Well, and... who knows if Joe Burrow doesn't want a fully guaranteed yeah, contract. Justin, and Herbert. Justin Herbert doesn't want a fully guaranteed it. contract. And then Jalen wants a fully guaranteed contract. So those are the things you get a little nervous about because – the 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 details of the contract can yeah. prolong the the, the uh, negotiations. Well, I think the question is, I mean, so Deshaun Watson got two fifty fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. I would be look, maybe Joe Burrow gets it, but I would be stunned if another quarterback ever gets that. I don't think the league was happy about like. Of course I, they were right. So uh, to me, the thing is, how much is guaranteed? Right, like if he gets three years, one fifty fully guaranteed. Let's say. Yeah, that, but, but, that's not that bad because you're out in three years. You know what it costs. My my thing is, and it's fifty a year. It's fifty a year. Yeah. You know you're out. There's no dead money cap. It's, the, Kirk, it's the Kirk Cousins. It's, uh, Kirk, it's yeah. the Kirk Cousins yeah, like, guarantee deal. I actually think, as much as I like how the Eagles, which managed, nobody ever brings up, by the way. I know we talk about Deshaun Watson's guarantee deal. Really, Kirk Cousins got a fully guaranteed. Well, it's because Deshaun. It's it's because uh, Kirk Cousins, I think, was like ninety million. Yeah, it was three years, ninety million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, three years, right. ninety million. So yeah. I think with with Jalen, for me, the key with the Jalen deal is. Commit as few years as possible. And that's not anything about Jalen. It's just a reality of the human body. Like, injuries happen, right? I don't want in four years for Jalen to have a $65 million cap hit. I'd right. rather just repay him in three years at, at, at the rate that whatever at the, it is. At, at the going point. rate, yeah. right. So I think that while I like the way they stretch the cap out, 
I think there is some logic in just being like three years, one fifty. So I go. Right. I'm gonna go. No, we're gonna go more than three, buddy. That's not gonna work. Uh, three. I'm, I'm gonna need four. No, no, yeah. Well, because three only puts me. It gives me. I gotta play four more years here. I still got one year left on this rookie deal. So you really get me at four years, one fifty. Right. Well, I yeah. was thinking three total, including next year. But yeah. Oh, so two more years. So, yeah. Well, you redo the deal. It's three years. Yeah. 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 That's why I want you out. I want out, out, out. I want four years at a minimum. Four years, two hundred. Yeah. You're saying if you're jailing. Yes. Yeah. And if I'm the Eagles, I'm saying, <laughs> you probably, I don't know. It's probably actually six at 300. <laughs> well, yeah. And then they, you're they out will after stretch three. it out. But, but like, and, and we've been saying this. Well, I told you they'd give him, I said, I said they'd give him seven, yeah. three, 350, and just give him, just give him two, 240 guaranteed. Well, I feel like Donovan's was a long deal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Vicks was a long deal. Yeah. I don't remember what Carson's was. They liked, it was, uh, I think Carson must have been five. five. Yeah, it was five. Yeah, it was five. Yeah. And Vicks, Vicks last couple of years automatically voided, voided yeah. if he played a game or something that year. So they were just dummy years at the end of a contract. Two, one more, two more things on, on the Lamar thing. So he's 32.4. He can negotiate. Other teams can sign him. The Ravens can match. So if they kept him again for next year and did the same thing, he's only making 38, a, sh- a shade under 39 next year. So that's $71 million over two years. If they use the exclusive tag where they're like, hey, nobody can negotiate with you. You just have to sign this. You may- It's $45 million and then $54 million next year. No, they want to trade him. Yep. Yeah. They want to move on from him. They want to move on from him. There's no way you do this with this dude, the way that he's been steadfast about his contract for two years and think this is going to make him happy. No, he's going to be mad, and he's yeah, not going to sign Of course he's going to be mad. <laughs> and if he, can't, if he can't find a deal, then he's not going to sign the tender until he decides that he's going to come yeah. in. And he could sit out a season, by the way. Yeah. Because he didn't sign anything. It's not under contract. If you were the Jets or another quarterback needy team, would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. You're talking thinking long term, you mean like for a year? Long term. Long term. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's way younger. Yeah. I do think. That, and, that, and that would be the only reason, because I could have him longer. Lamar has obviously had a, a great career so far. I do think he's in a bit of a, like, prove it again stage. He's been hurt two years in a row. He missed, I mean, a lot of big games last year. I don't think it's a guarantee he comes out next year and is, you know, playing like a top five guy. I'll be interested to see when he comes back how this goes. I, I agree with you. I don't need to rehash me being out on Lamar Jackson, right. I've never been a big fan of Lamar Jackson's. Um, but I understand having a franchise quarterback and not having options. I, I honestly believe Baltimore has questions about Lamar Jackson. They sure. do. Agreed. Whether it's his playing style, um, his decision-making at times, off the field, things he does, not anything criminally, but just from a franchise quarterback standpoint, if he was our quarterback, we wouldn't like it. Tweets. Yeah, tweets, like stuff yeah. like that. He's tweeted out things of that He's nature. He's missed 10 games over the He's last missed, two years. Exactly. And and I don't care what anybody says. You can say you agree with Lamar. He was smart. That's fine or what have you. I'm just looking at it. If you're Baltimore, he quit on the team. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't fight to get back out there on the field for the playoffs. You can say, hey. You didn't give me a contract. I'm not getting back out there. That's fine. I'm just telling you from an organizational standpoint, they didn't like they're that. looking at you differently. And that's why they gave you this tender. They yeah. gave him the lower tender. No, to, a, to, to a franchise quarterback, yeah. they gave a lower tender to. Well, and the other <laughs> That's unbelievable. The, the other awesome. interesting component to it too is they've been trying to negotiate for what? 2 years. 2 now? years. Yeah. And so even if they came to a deal, there's no way you go through a two-year negotiation and everything's all good. No, there's on the hard other side. feelings on both sides, right. and it's especially time when to he move doesn't on. have an agent. No. Exactly. So you're doing <laughs> it with him yes. or whatever his lawyer is. You know, that's looking at the contract. But so 
from a Jalen perspective, and this is one thing I will say about the Eagles. I think there's an interesting conversation to be had about making Jalen play out the final year of his deal, right? But the reason they're not going to do it is because of this. Because yeah. they'd rather just pay him now, have it be all it. good, yeah. have the, have the dynamics be <laughs> yes. good. And then if it backfires, it backfires. They'd rather have it backfire that way than – Exactly. Yeah. Whereas Baltimore – now, apparently Lamar wanted like a ton of guaranteed but the, money, but, but, but whatever. But, but, Baltimore could have just paid him, and then they at least have their guy and they know what it the is. The hard feeling started after year three when they had an opportunity to extend him and they couldn't get it done. Wait, what what Francis quarterback can they you not get a, a deal done with? Dak? And they didn't and believe they still in that. wind up giving him a deal. Yeah, and they didn't believe in him. That's why they didn't do it. Yeah. Look, Daniel Jones. Look at what's going on there, right? Like That's how you know a guy is not your franchise if the negotiations are hard. Because if he's the guy, it's easy. Because he's it worth every penny, right? And you want to make him feel that way. But when it comes down to negotiating with either Lamar, Dak, Daniel Jones, and he's like, well, I'm worth 45. I'm like, well, we think it's more 37. Then just don't sign him at that point because you know he's not the guy. And that's what's happening up in New York, and I don't think that'll happen with Jalen. I think, although it's not done yet, I feel like this will probably be a pretty smooth negotiation between the two. All right. Daniel Jones hasn't gotten that franchise tag yet, and neither is uh, Saquon. Yeah. 19 minutes to see what the uh, <laughs> the Giants are going to do. All right, prediction long-term with Daniel Jones, or I don't think they tag him. I yeah. think I think they'll go they'll go long term. They're trying to get a deal done right now. Do they let him hit free agency? I would. Uh, because I mean, what what market? Who's who's giving Daniel Jones forty right. plus million? I would let a year? Daniel Jones go out there and see what he can. Get. I would too. And honestly, I would gladly let him walk. If I were the I Giants, I'd be like, I'll give you four million dollars, and if you don't want it, <laughs> fine. He's so not a difference. Well, who's going to be their quarterback? Some rookie. <laughs> Daniel Jones had 15 touchdowns last I know year. No, we're not going to get any yeah. argument out of us, yeah, but I'm just so right. saying. Don't say too loud. We if don't the want whole them. argument We is, want them to sign him yes. for five years. If, if the whole argument is, man, look at what Dable did with Daniel Jones, then let him do it with someone that costs $800,000, not $45 <laughs> or million. Or a guy that's a better player than Yeah, Daniel and Daniel Jones. Jones has some nice You can't qualities. sell that to the Giants fan base. That's fine. They're going to be <laughs> soft six anyway. The spike guests can deliver. They're soft anyway. Hold on. Where are they picking at? I'm just trying to figure out can they can, can they get up in the top ten? The twenty fifth pick, twenty fifth. Yeah, you got to give up a lot. Tell you what, that sucks. They got to be so mad they were good and won so a playoff mad. game last if year. If they if they evaluate correctly, you can find Daniel Jones outside the first round. Elliot, they, they, oh, I'm sure they can. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Elliot, they don't want him back for at forty million a year. They don't want to bring. They, they don't. They don't really want him back. It's, it's like going, Kyle, it's going to cost them forty million. It's like Kyler Murray when the Cardinals signed him, <laughs> they didn't and want it to was like, him. oh, I guess we're excited. We put a homework clause. They in didn't there. want to excited. <laughs> like <laughs> the Giants are going to be like, yeah, it's done. But but he but he but Murray played it perfectly. He had a fit, and they had to sign him, or they would have had to trade him. And they signed him, and now look at it. Yeah, because they're a loser franchise. That's true. By the way, I think Elliot's sponsored again this week, Jack Fritz. Oh man, sponsored by Hooters. Yeah, that's right. It's hoops time at Hooters. News to me. Catch all the basketball action with Hot Wings, Cold Beer, and the Hooters Girls. Mm. Find a location or auto online, northeasthooters.com. Northeast Hooters. I didn't, yeah, I'll have to, I guess, bring the wife out there and check it out. Yep. I, I, I've went on a date or two with somebody that worked at the Northeast Hooters <laughs> on the boulevard. Yeah. Long time is, ago. is Hooters still what it is? I mean, is it? Well, they're sponsoring well, you. They're sponsoring your segment, so yeah, they're yeah. great. No, no, no. I'm saying, yeah, you're right. Hooters, no. <laughs> Elliot, I love going to Hooters. I love Hooters wings. Here we go. Especially <laughs> tournament time. I can't tell you how many times, literally, I've been to Hooters on, the, on that. I would, used to take off of work, and I would do. I you might this year, too. You, you might you might even consider it this year. Yep. Yeah. Listen, if we weren't down. No, no, we're actually being Clearwater. Oh. That's the first Hooters was in Clearwater. I've there been you to go. that one. 
Kind of jealous you guys get to go to I Clearwater. went there with Darren Dalton, who, of course, was married to a Hooters girl. Of course he was. <laughs> he took me there. It was like Norm when we walked in the place with Dutch. Yeah. Rest in peace. Love Dutch. All right, back to the phones. OG oh, Wade. Man. How are you, OG Wade? What's up, fellas? How we doing today? What's up, buddy? What's up, OG. Mr. Butterworth. What up, man? <laughs> How you doing? How's everything? Had some good hey, vegan listen. butter this morning. Yeah. Hey, listen, I think it would be a... Uh, a good opportunity for Lamar in with the Indianapolis Colts, and I say that to say this: not with that guy. If Shane, if Shane Steichen learned anything, you know mm. what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I forgot mm. about Shane Steichen. Good point. He he's he's he he knows how to work with that type of quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So you ain't really, and you brought him there as your head coach because of what he done with you know in Philly. If you want to believe that he's responsible for jail and success, which he's a part of it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Sure. So at least he has some type of sensibility as to how to use Lamar. And everybody, I hear even ex-NFL players say, oh, if Lamar, they were giving some weapons. But what people don't realize is that Lamar is the same type of quarterback as Carson Wentz. He's a, he's a, he's a seam route thrower. Now, not saying he can't throw outside the numbers, mm-hmm. but his better – has a bit of strength, yeah. Right. So that's and and the Colts have that. They got a six seven tight end that's young, that's up and coming. They got good receivers. They got an excellent running back. They got a good O line. They got a good defense. That you know. So basically, why wouldn't you take a shot with that? And now, Ike, let me ask you this: They got a winnable division too. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, if they do, let's say that the Colts wanted to do it, and they went out and offered them that contract. Do they have to give up their this year's first round? You need two this- consecutive first yes. round draft picks. So that takes the Dolphins out of the running of giving them a contract because they don't have a first rounder this year. So they ah. actually couldn't do it unless they acquired a first round pick. Ah. Right. So the Colts could actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if they, yeah. If they have both their first Hell yeah. Year. Especially with the what they got the fourth pick in this draft. Yeah. Oh, Baltimore would yeah. do that real fast. So if yeah. I were them, I would yeah. draft somebody. But I think your your really logic good. behind it well, is. Well, if right. you do it with the Colts, they definitely would. I mean, if you were the Colts, you would I'm draft somebody. I'm saying if I was the Colts, I would draft somebody. Yeah. But I gotcha. think Lamar, you're right, is a good fit there. But yep. Washington doesn't have as high of picks, so it's not as. But you're, but that doesn't matter. You're still, right. He's going to sign yeah. where he's going to sign. He's going to sign where he's going to sign. If yeah. I'm Lamar, I'd much rather play my games in that dome in Indianapolis than on that trash field over in FedEx. Too. Yeah, someone oh, that's dude. had leg injuries, yeah. like that would factor into me. I just think that with um, them, I, I don't believe that Lamar is the number four overall pick. So I'm, I'm a little sketched about that one, but. In retrospect, you are, you pretty much know what you got in him. You know, right? You know, you know what I'm saying. So it's not like you're picking one of these young guys and yeah. Now, let's hope. Yeah. But I don't and know. Hoping that he, yeah, hoping I, that he's I don't good. know if you do know anymore what you have in him. Yeah, I mean, has he been no, worth I, it the last I, two I, years? I, did, I, I don't think like. But but wait, like if he goes to the Jets or the Falcons or a team like that, they're getting an immediate upgrade, and you know it right away on the field. He's still a good player. Did, did, oh, yeah. Is yeah. there injury concerns yeah. or stuff or whatever? Still a that's, good player. That's yeah. an easy play. Like, if you're the Falcons, you'd be nuts not to go after Well, apparently the Falcons aren't interested, according to Diana Russo. Well, that's nuts. Really? Yeah. That's what she tweeted. Uh, so, uh, yeah. According to who? Uh, Diana Rossini of ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a great reporter. No, she's not. Yes, she absolutely is. She's a pawn. OG doesn't like Diana Rossini. OG doesn't like her. No, she's a pawn, Diana Rossini. Just like the other one. Oh, and Marks doesn't like her. Or Schefter. You just don't like any of the reporters. No, she... Like I can't believe I'm still harboring this, but she... Well, I was going to say, you sound heated about it. She tweeted out that there were... 
first round draft pick offers for Julio Jones. She put it out on Twitter, which was totally BS, and you could tell right away she's being used as a pawn. It's the first round draft pick offer, or they would have taken it. They were trying to stir the pot. So what does he get traded for? He doesn't get traded yeah, for really, a first round draft pick. This one Julio, no, Julio Jones thing really no, got you worked no, up. The, the, she broke the AJ Brown listen, trade. She's broken all types of stuff. And you focused he, on this one. But she's given the she's what given the information. What did he get traded for? Wasn't like a third or but my my problem or cut or my my problem with it is Elliot. Any idiot would realize that there, she's being told that for a reason. So if you're a real journalist, go to the agent and say, yo, I'm hearing this. Is this true? Like, be a journalist. If you're just going to be a, a, Twitter, a Twitter person like you, I'm sorry, not like you, <laughs> but if you're just going to be a Twitter person and put stuff out you know is crap, because I know right. you don't do that, right? Um, then then that's what you are. So that's what she is. I think that's what she is. Very she's overly insider. harsh. But Why? Because she she works. She's one of the best NFL insiders for ESPN. What are we talking about? She, she breaks more news than like she's, five people in the whole world around the world. Is she better than Joe Cena? Yeah, I like I like Josina too. Josina gave us a lot of content with those quotes, so you'll never hear me say anything bad about Josina. All right, when we well, I, I, we may not even talk to you on Friday because we're down in in spring training. I guess we're at Jack. We may Dude, have to fit it in. What if Lamar ended up in Philadelphia? Oh, man, Jack could only wish. Only in Philadelphia. San Fran. That'd be a good one too. Man, very interesting. You send you send Trey Lance back. The Baltimore. They the Baltimore trades, right? two, with two first round picks. Yeah, him and Kyle Shanahan. I um, man, the, the best story. I didn't even think about the damn 49ers. He can get hurt in the playoffs and they can complain <laughs> again. That'd be awesome. But like the, the worst story for the NFL is he goes back to the Ravens, right? This is great for. Well, the yeah, NFL, I don't really he think he's going else. back to the Ravens. Yeah, I don't think he's going back. There. I just hope. Well, I mean. Are we sure there's going to be a team that's willing to give him a guaranteed contract? That's not a if foregone ball, conclusion. If you're Baltimore, do you even want him back at this point? Well, well here's the other thing. Here's the, and watch this winds up happening. He wants to get out of Baltimore bad enough that he won't necessarily demand a fully guaranteed contract. Correct. But the Ravens can match He'll it. He'll take less money to play. Well, but less the Ravens can match it. Ah, that's a good point. Ravens can match it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that team that wants him has to put Gonna a deal out there. Yep. That the Ravens won't match. And Lamar knows what they won't match because he's been negotiating with them for two years. So it's the fully so guaranteed. Yeah, it's the, it's the fully guaranteed money. Yep. All right, Elliot, be, wow. be, before you go, what Eagles are your prediction one week from right now will know a lot more yeah. possibly with the Eagles or likely with the Eagles. Who do you think comes back of their own players? Of the big, of the of big, the big guys, guys, yes. Yeah. I think if I had to pick one of them, I would pick Bradbury. I think that his market is maybe not going to be that $17 million a year, we all think. Um, with I, Slayer, without they like Slayer. him. I think the Slay thing adds into it, right? I agree. Um, so I would say I think Kelsey's back. My guess would be Bradbury, but I, but I would brace fans for a lot of these guys are leaving. Like if you're expecting an exciting free agency from the Eagles, and never say I never because it's Howie. Yeah. But I don't think they're unless something comes to their to their plate that they weren't expecting. I don't think they're going into this offseason saying it's not going to be like trading for AJ, signing Hassan on the first day. Although they should wake up every day. Thankful hell of a, hell of a that Hassan's yeah. not banging down the door asking for a new deal because Hassan on the free agency market would get like twenty five oh years, unbelievable. Yes. Hassan's base salary this year is like a million and a half or something. Now his cap hits higher, but Hassan is arguably the best edge rusher in the entire league. You know, so that that aside, I I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, Temple made. I gotta look out for my guy, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't think it's gonna be an exciting free agency period for the Eagles. Mm. Unless you're excited by Jalen resigning, that'll be like their big. A non-eventful free agency period, coupled with O-line and D-line drafted in the first round. Yep. Yeah, let's couple with the, the thought of paying a quarterback uh, fifty million for the next five years.
<laughs> what Howie say uh, at the combine? Something like he said, "You want me to get nostalgic? Yeah, about getting, getting nostalgic <laughs> about not having to pay a quarterback." <laughs> I mean, the two times he's built elite rosters with the quarterback on a rookie contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just reset every four years. He's yeah. they're going to be the first ones to do it at some point. I'm just telling you, I'm they're going to do it. They're going to do it. <laughs> All right, Elliot. All right, enjoy Clearwater. <laughs> we will. Jack, Jack, I hope uh, Andrew Painter doesn't, you know, ruin your trip down there. Yeah, we'll there. break the news. We'll break yeah, the news. Right. we should be getting it by the time we arrive in Clearwater. We're yeah. never getting it. We're never. <laughs> well, there has been some news, yeah, and we'll talk it's about trending that in a positive in the, direction. Yeah, in the four o'clock. There yeah, we least, go. At least we found out that Bryce is the least important of the great athletes in the city, with the fact that no one talks about the fact he's going to be out. Maybe the rest of the roster is so great. Yeah. And if Joel need... or Jalen was out, I don't think we'd be glossing wow. over it. We know the best time. player in a basketball team is more <laughs> it's important. Also baseball, yeah. and, and it's we know the quarterback's season. more important. Just had to educate you on baseball for a second. There's no education. Thank you, Elliot. Yeah, no problem. They're just trying to just trying to tweak. All right, there he is. Knowledge without college. Yeah, yeah. I'm just you know, trying to teach him a thing or two about baseball. Thank you, Elliot. <laughs> no problem. We appreciate it. All right, coming up. What did Howard Eskin say about one of the key Eagles? And if they're coming back, we had that audio. <laughs> Your phone calls, Twitter questions today sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. If you're getting engaged, the place goes Mark's Jewelers. They have a diamond and ring to fit every budget. Every budget. Marks-Jewelers.com. Back after this. Don't go anywhere. Window Nation has the coolest deal ever for keeping you warm. Get two windows free with every two you buy with zero down payment, zero monthly payments, and pay zero interest for 24 months. Now is the perfect time to take advantage of Window Nation's deep discounts all while reinvesting in your biggest asset. Not to mention the savings on your energy. Up to 43% of your home utility bill goes to heating and cooling. With new Window Nation windows, you can cut those energy bills during cold winter months by keeping your hot air in and the cold air outside. Go with the window company that has installed over 1 million windows, all with 96% customer satisfaction. Now is the time to upgrade the look and feel of your home, all while saving thousands on your energy bills. Call 866-90-NATION and get two windows free with every two you buy with no limit. Plus, make no down payment, no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. Call Window Nation today, 866-90-NATION, or go to windownation.com and tell them Elliot Shore Park sent you. 